welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate. A podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. And we're cheersing and beveraging. We sure are. Today, we are going to be talking about cocktails, but not just any type of cocktail. Today, we're going to be talking about holiday cocktails. I know. I'm so excited. I love the holidays. Just the feeling, the eating, the gifting, the drinking. The drinking. Woo! <laughs> I was uh, waiting for you to get there. I, I know, I know. I had to end with drinking. Um, so there's so many different types of holiday cocktails. Oh, and I, I was blown away. I went to look and it's just like hot ones, cold ones, themed ones, colored. I mean, you know. Oh, every type of cocktail you can possibly imagine. And the funniest thing about holiday cocktails is sometimes it's just your regular cocktail that they just holiday-fied. Yes. You know, it's, you know, oh, here's your, um, you know, regular martini, but I've put peppermint in it. Or... Uh, a peppermint cookie teeny. Oh, a peppermint cookie teeny. That sounds... I saw that. Absolutely delicious. Peppermint cookie in a cocktail. Oh, uh, peppermint cookie in a cocktail form. It's uh, kind of a cookie dough vodka, which I didn't know oh, existed. Uh, oh, uh, cookie dough vodka. Cookie dough vodka. Um, that sounds just good, great on its own. Well, hello. I mean, why, why do you even need to add anything to that? <laughs> well, you add cream. Okay. Um, yeah. And peppermint and schnapps. Uh huh. Then you hang a little candy cane on there. Oh, that sounds actually yes, really delicious. Snappygourmet.com. Oh my gosh. Um, but it, yeah, I was just like, okay. Well, I mean, then there's but just, just a martini. Oh, uh, Santa Clausatini. I don't know what's in it, but Santa Clausatini. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take a martini. Throw different stuff in there, and now you have a holiday drink. Oh, well, I mean, you can just take hot chocolate and throw peppermint schnapps in there, too. Any day um, of the week. Oh, right. But not just peppermint schnapps. What? Okay. What else? Or, or you can put throw peppermint schnapps in there, and I've yeah. done that. But Isn't that, it's called a sleigh ride? Is that what that's called? I don't know, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> now called a sleigh ride. I mean, you could just take that in a mug and just walk around. Uh, no, you should not do that. I mean. Well, if you're walking around, but I guess your not house. in public. Yes, your house. Your house. Or certain... Permitted areas. Yes. Okay. I we mean, do not condone public drinking. Right. No, we do not ever. Um, I mean, it's just, they well, but, are delicious. Okay, well, but the beverage. So oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So what else do you add to it? No. So skip the, the peppermint schnapps. Okay. Sorry, schnapps people. But I take, I put a little creme de cacao. Oh. Cocoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and creme de menthe mm-hmm. in there, in, in the hot chocolate. And so you get a little of that chocolate alcohol, get a little bit of that. Minty alcohol, oh, and delicious. that is like—I mean, again, you can just throw pepper and sh- schnapps in there, and it gets minty. But you do that, and it's still creamy, and and I think the flavor's a little deeper. I love it. One of my favorites. I went through a gingerbread martini phase a while back. It was pretty—I can't remember exactly what was in it. I know there was cream, and there was some sort of gingerbread alcohol that I found. It's like I found this alcohol, and alcohol then I was like, or, or I, I know I can make something with this, yeah. and I did. Well, and they have, like, is it cookie they dough every, vodka, ginger vodka? And, um, you know, basically it makes making alcohol, making cocktails for the holidays way too easy. Uh, that's not a bad thing, Jay. It really is not a bad thing. So, oh, yeah. Pumpkin. Did I tell you about my pumpkin spice white Russian? You, you know, you did tell me about it. And I believe you told me it was like heaven. It was pretty close to heaven. I might be a PSL guy, that pumpkin yeah. spice latte. So do you <laughs> just wait, like anxiously for the day the PSL comes out like oh my gosh I have to have a day one who would be that guy you yes yes <laughs> yes that would be me um and I will drink it every day well okay 
my 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 throughout the year drink is a peppermint mocha because you can get that all year round. Right. Um, it's great for the holidays, by the way. Peppermint mocha. Throw right. a little peppermint schnapps in that too if you want. I don't care. Um, but anyways, uh, and that's good. But there aren't yes. enough alcoholic coffee drinks actually. The, the, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, we should invent some. A friend of mine was just telling me about an alcoholic coffee drink yesterday. It had bourbon in it. Ooh, okay. How delicious does that sound? That does sound That would be good for the holidays, too. Warm you right up. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. So Throw a little, I don't know, gingerbread in there or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That would, anyway, keep going. Keep no, going. no, it's all good. No, but I went from a pumpkin spice latte, so I'm excited. And then I discovered last year, and I hope they're coming back out with it this year, um, the uh, toasted marshmallow. So then, so I drink the pumpkin spice latte until they come out with the toasted marshmallow mocha, and then I drink that until that runs out, and then I go back to my peppermint mocha. You're but venturing way too far away from alcohol. I would say, right? yeah, something I, I has believe, happened. Something has happened. I believe we have digressed. Yeah. Oh, my pumpkin spice white Russian. Right. So basically, I don't know what they did. I'm sure they used some kind of a pumpkin spice creamer or something, or you know, it, it's flavored everything, but you throw it in there. It's a white Russian. We know I like my white Russians. Yeah. The pumpkin spice version, a little Kahlua in there, that coffee-ish flavor. Genius. I, I thought so. perfection. Holiday perfection. I'm trying to think what other... there. I know there are so many holiday cocktails that they just like transform into these... Yeah, just go inside and, and look at their, their cocktail menu, and I guarantee you they'll have a... I don't know, old fashioned Santa or I don't know, whatever, you know. Throw a cranberry in there and they're like, hey, it's, it's Christmas. It's Rudolph's nose. It's a Rudolph patini. Throw a sprig of something in there. Yeah, throw a little pine cone or something. Oh, splash some cinnamon in there. You know, whatever. It's perfect. Yes. So there's a bajillion variations. Um, what is it? Throw, make it pepperminty, gingery, pumpkin y. I'm trying to think. Yeah, so some of those, and then you know, add that flavor to any drink, and and now you can call it whatever you want. I like sleigh ride. I'm so calling that those from now on. If it's not, then it is. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Okay, I like it. Or they also though have like more traditional holiday drinks, and when we say holiday here, we have to acknowledge honestly, it's Christmas. Everything I was looking at, I mean, they call it a holiday drink. But again, well, what have we been talking about? Santa Claus atinis and this and that. And, and it's all really centered around candy canes. And that is and true. Christmas candies. But that said, so we talked about, of course, the peppermint hot chocolate, the one I like. The hot apple cider. Um, that tends to be, you know, you just take a hot apple cider. It's a good time of the year. Put a little uh, bourbon or a little rum in there. And, mm. yep, <laughs> warm and toasty. Oh, sounds so good. <laughs> That's a good one. Hot buttered rum. <gasps> I oh. forgot about hot buttered rum. That is one of my all-time favorites. I don't know that I've ever had one. Oh, you would love it. I actually want one because I did not know there's actually okay. real butter in there. Oh, there is. Have you ever had those Lifesavers that are the buttered yes. rum flavor? Okay, it tastes like that, but with alcohol. Oh. Imagine. Okay. I'm ha- uh, tomorrow. Oh, so good. <laughs> I can't believe so we got this far into yeah. December and I still haven't it's had amazing. one. It's amazing. Amazing. Happen. Okay. So, yeah, and I didn't know. It's a spice butter uh, tea, I guess, um, and rum. Is that right? Is it tea? It is. Actually, from what I remember, I don't actually know if you actually put tea in it. I think it's just hot water, but maybe you put tea in it. Everything. Well, a couple things that I read said tea. Yeah. But um, anyway, so that, and so I kind of, it's like your bulletproof coffee because people have got this (laughs) about putting butter in coffee. No, you're putting butter in there. There's no. Oh, yeah, it'll give you energy. Yes. but anyway, there's that. Okay, so hot buttered rum, which apparently I need to have. You absolutely need to have that. That I is your love jam. Those you, oh my, my gosh! Oh my gosh! 
Every Christmas, oh my God, flashback here. My grandma used to give us those little Lifesaver books. Yes. And they open up. And those they were are, those. I love the Lifesaver books. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about those too. Those and there was so one that was all the buttered rum ones. And I got. No, they did not have some that were all buttered yes. rum. Yes. Okay, I, that is like a dream come true. Okay, well, it's a dream come true unless. You eat all of them at once? No, no, no. Oh, unless your essential. brother. Oh, gets the no. all buttered rum one, and you get the regular lifesaver uh, one with all the fruity flavors. Yes, which that, are good, and you're still very happy. You can just steal it from him. It was my older brother. Oh yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. He more stole from me. But anyways, um, we won't judge. Uh, he loves me. I love him. Um, but I still was sad. That only happened one year though, um, and then I think after that we all got all buttered rum. I think she realized. Yeah, she realized her mistake. <laughs> yes. When she saw all the sad faces. <laughs> no, well, my sad face. I think I literally was the only one that got the fruit flavors. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. I ate them. I was happy. Um, okay. Oh, hot toddies. Oh, I drink that just when I don't. Well, sometimes I drink a hot toddy as a medicine. <laughs> I, I read it's good for colds. Yep. I'm adding maybe uh-huh. <laughs> on there. Um, there's actually been, there have actually been studies that say that hot toddies are good for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say yes. Good so for sickness. Is hot water, lemon, bourbon, lemon again. I don't know why I wrote that they, down. A twice. lot of lemon. A lot of lemon. Okay. Hot water, lemon, bourbon, and cinnamon. Is that because you were the bartender? Yeah. I actually don't those? usually put cinnamon in mine, but you can. Cinnamon is great in there. So I, all those things except for cinnamon. Except for, for cinnamon. me. Okay. I mean, you can definitely put cinnamon in there, but I don't usually put cinnamon in mine. Okay. So that makes a hot toddy, which I also have never confessed had. Oh, delicious. But I think I need that hot buttered rum first. Oh, that's absolutely. Okay. Now you now now there's a couple that are much more. I mean, those are traditional ones, but that are like so tied to the holidays yeah. that you almost actually, like in one case, can only get it at, at the holiday time, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever time. But you like your. I love my mold wine, and it seems like a weird thing because it mold wine is basically hot red wine, which okay. First of all. My red wine, I'm very picky about my red wine. I like my red wine to be slightly chilled. Like I am very, very picky about it. So the thought normally of hot red wine is absolutely repulsive. Yes. Throw some spices in there, a little fruit, a little brandy, game changer. What so it like a me, sangria-esque, I it's guess, kinda, but hot? So there are lots the of, there's so many know. different recipes for mulled wine. Um, Sometimes they'll add a little apple cider to it to add some sweetness to it. But a lot of times it's a bottle of wine, uh, maybe a little honey, some cinnamon, orange zest, cloves. Uh, Star anise tends to be a key ingredient in a lot of mulled wine. Um, You'll garnish it with some orange peel and you let it simmer. And another, so you can actually make it in a... And this is just any red wine? Any red wine. um, Not expensive. Don't go expensive. Go... I would also not go super cheap. I would go middle of the road, maybe like a $10, $15 bottle of wine. The great thing about it is, well, two things. One, you can cook it. You can make it in a crock pot. You can let it sit there. Oh. And number two, if you just let it simmer in the stove, it makes your entire house smell like the holidays. Ooh, <laughs> it I didn't, smells never even thought of that. so good. And another bonus is as a gift for someone for the holidays, you can give them a bottle of wine and get dried mulling spices and, you know, like attach it to like a little sachet kind of thing. Make your own And then they can, yeah, and then they can just, you can give it as a gift. It's like a perfect And then hopefully they put it on the stove. Exactly. I like that. Um, But mulled wine actually has a 
kind of a cool history too. Okay. So um, it originated in the second century and it was created by the Romans because um, they needed to heat wine to defend their bodies against the cold winters. Okay. Okay. That makes and sense. for the next century, as the Romans were busy conquering much of Europe, um, their love of mulled wine spread across the entire empire. And they, they would probably treat- added the spices because, I mean, as we're talking about hot wine is generally not So good, actually the know. spices oh, came okay. a little later. Oh, I'm sorry. So they were just <laughs> so drinking So first they were wine. just heating wine. And, and everyone else So first they were heating wine and then their love of this, so their love of this mulled wine um, spread across the empire as they were trading with people. And, and as they were conquering people as well. And then uh, they started mixing spices into it because they thought it would, um, these spices would promote health and wellness. Ah. And they were using herbs and flowers as natural sweeteners, and they thought it would make it taste better, which it did. You know? Yes. And then this craze started to phase for a little while. Uh, started to fade for a little while. And then, for some reason, it really only lasted in Sweden. Oh, in go Europe. Sweden. Yeah, go Sweden. And then it started to be called, um, they started calling it Glog. Well, I like it. I know. I don't think I'm going to call it mold wine anymore. I know. It's now Glog. And uh, around 1890, Glog became associated with Christmas. Okay. Um, and now it's become this like global phenomenon. And then it started to spread worldwide. But it really didn't become associated with Christmas until the 1890s. So it was and just so originally, cold weather. It was like a cold warm. weather thing to stay warm. Like, okay, we have this wine. We need to stay warm. And then eventually they're like, hey, as we're drinking this warm wine, let's add some stuff to it to make us healthy. <laughs> let's add some herbs and spices and flowers and stuff. And then they were like, eh, we don't like this anymore in Sweden. They were like, we love it still. We'll it. <laughs> and let's call it Glog. Um, and then it became known by a bunch of different names in different regions and blah, blah, blah. But then it became associated with Christmas. Okay, let's all just agree it's Glog. Glog. I know, it's such a fun name. It's a fun name. So much more fun than mold wine. I'm going to go have me a glass of Glog. I know. Mix some let's have some Glog. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So... Another, that's mold wine. Yeah, what's another one? Now, mold wine, you can kind of do any time. I mean, it's really, again, very done to the holidays, but you could recreate that anytime. Eggnog, I mean, you could recreate anytime, but that is very much traditionally uh, Christmas time, holiday, Thanksgiving, whatever kind of a beverage. Um, I remember, like, uh, actually, fun, fun fact, I remember as a kid growing up, and, and we used to always drink it, and my mom would always cut it with milk, so she'd put, like, half... Um, eggnog and half milk and when I, I so I just always assumed that's what it was um, and then I when I got a little older I'm like oh she's saving money yeah because it's I assumed milk was cheaper and I think it actually is but then I found out later when we we're talking about it actually just think just a few years ago that she's like no it's just too rich for me so I did, that's the way I did it and oh that so, is so funny and to this day I don't I, I've tried it straight it's too much it's just like you've got I to me I prefer to cut it with a little milk or the alcohol takes a little bit of that off. But again, <laughs> ideally I'll cut it with a little milk, but that's your eggnog. So I love eggnog. I actually do too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not the healthiest thing. So, in the world. <laughs> no, it is not at all. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. Low fat eggnog. Oh, no way for me. I have to have the full thick, delicious, creamy eggnog for myself. And I take it you are not cutting it with milk. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am not. If I'm going to have eggnog, I'm going to have eggnog. Go all out. Yeah, I'm going to go all out. Yep. Well, it's primarily imbibed. That's more of a Canada and United States thing. Um, I mean, it's other places, but it, it's really more oh, North I didn't know that. American, yes. Um, 
And it can be hot or cold. Um, I've always kind of had I it cold. I have never had it hot. I, didn't I know haven't that, either. I, I did not know that was a thing. But when I heard that, it sounds good, though. I mean, because you think Oh, it actually milk. sounds delicious. Yeah. And, and well, I I don't like them, but they have the eggnog lattes and stuff like yeah. that, too. So it, it, it's supposed to be good and warm. So I'm actually going huh. to be trying that. I, I was on my list that. to do this this season, and I haven't got there yet, but we will. Do you put nutmeg on top of your eggnog? Um, well, Jen, I'd love to say that I do that, except for... I, I'm buying the stuff in the store, which is not the yeah. good quality. Yeah, but I mean, you can have nutmeg in your. You probably don't have nutmeg in your house, do you? I do have nutmeg in my yeah. house, you but just do I a use it. Sprinkle. I, I don't. That's like work or oh. drink. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> there's there's no class here, Jen. Come on. <laughs> so, but yeah, so you normally like would do it. Um, you know, again, you buy the stuff, but oh, no, let's get a little more history. Oh, oh, go into some history. So, there's a lot of ambiguity about where it came from, but most agree it was originated in the early medieval um, British, Britain area. Um, it was called posset, um, which was a Posset's. hot, milky, ale-like drink. Oh, okay. That does not make it sound appetizing Actually, at all. none of this really does. Okay, um, keep going. And in the 13th century, monks were known to drink a posset and they'd add in eggs and figs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um and, uh, and, and here's what's interesting, though, is like milk, eggs, and sherry, a lot of the things that it was generally made with or, or um, drank with, because uh, you make it with that and then drink it with the sherry, I guess. Um, those were the foods of the wealthy, uh-huh. right? Because not like today where anyone and everyone can have them and they're everywhere. So eggnog was often used in toasts for prosperity and good health because if you... Which is actually a little ironic because if you're toasting to prosperity and wealth at that point and you can drink it, you probably don't need the prosperity and good wealth. But hey, uh, anyway. Well, maybe it's to continue it. Yes, to continue. Yes. Um, uh, Eggnog uh, kind of became part of the more North American. It it hopped the pond, if you will. Um, Yes, I do use an accent. I was, uh, I helped, I, I, I sighed. I don't know if any of you heard it, but I was trying to hold myself. I back. saw your face cringe. <laughs> <laughs> that was all that was needed. <laughs> they couldn't see my face cringe. <laughs> yes. But it was about the 1700s. Um, and that was because the, uh, you know, the American colonies were actually primarily farms. Um, so there's lots of chickens, cows, um, and really cheap rum, uh, which it kind of soon became like the, the signature you drink it with. Um, and uh, let's see. And then Mexico adopted uh, an eggnog varietal, um, Rompope. And uh, Puerto Rico has one called Coquito, uh, which actually adds coconut milk. Oh, I love coconut milk. Yes. So uh, the Englishes, uh, I don't know, the nog, some people think nog comes from noggin, meaning a wooden cup or a grog. Ooh. Oh. Hey, we just brought it back around there. I uh, love when that happens. Right? Uh, grog is a strong beer. Wait, I don't know how that's now working think, with wait, mulled wine. No, mine was glog. Oh, glog. Yeah, mine was glog. I had to okay. check my notes. <laughs> that makes sense. So grog is the beer or the, the cup to drink the, no, the noggin. You drink the grog, Isn't which the is a strong ahead? beer out of the noggin. It is it is now called the noggin, yeah. but it was a wooden cup. And I think that's because you take a knock on the noggin and yeah. knock on the cup and all this. I love the etymology of words, although I don't know very much of it. And. People are probably somebody who actually knows something out there is sitting there going like, no, Mark, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're shaking their noggin. Right <laughs> oh, nice. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> they are shaking that noggin. But anyway, um, they kind of took noggin and grog and you get eggnog. 
Um, go figure. Um, the first printed mention of eggnog was in 1788 in the Jersey Journal that referred to a young man drinking a glass of eggnog. Wow. So, but here's the big question. Yes. What is eggnog, Jen? Eggnog has eggs in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> I did not actually know that right I away. I only know that because I know so. I saw someone make it once. Okay, and it kind of makes sense. But as a kid, you're drinking it. You, you right. don't associate it with eggs. It, no, it's milk, it's dairy, it's cream, or whatever. But anyway, so egg yolks, sugar, whole milk, heavy cream, your nutmeg, um, and then optional alcohol like rum or bourbon. Some people will actually include some egg whites, um, but uh, it really it's the egg yolks. And yeah. So if you think about it, I mean, I don't know. Is that like, actually, I'm looking at this. It's almost like a rocky drink, like, you know, with the raw eggs and then the and then the milk. And so you're like. And the heavy cream. You think Rocky's going to drink heavy cream? Yes. Mm, I don't know. I'm let's, going let's call Rocky right now and see what he would say. I think Rocky would oh, I think Adrian. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, that should never have happened. All right, sorry, Sylvester, and sorry, everybody, everybody. else. <laughs> everybody. Okay, oh, I formally so apologize right so to the world. <laughs> okay, so that's eggnog, Jen. Yes. Let's let's move off of eggnog. Okay. And we well, talked a lot about holidays. Yes, we have. And let me tell you something. And it's Christmas, right? It is Christmas. But it's but not no, only it's Christmas. It's not. And let me tell you something that is very frustrating. What is frustrating, Jen? There are not a lot of Hanukkah cocktails out there. And this became very frustrating for me. And um, quite a few years ago, I was decided to throw a Hanukkah party for some friends of mine. And I decided to create my own drink, and I called it the Hanukkah Tini. Uh, see? Yeah, you know, because I was so friendly. I was work. like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just gonna make it work for myself. And in doing this, I <laughs> took a cocktail that already existed. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. And it was essentially a kamikaze, which is vodka, oh. triple sec, and lime. But instead of triple sec, I used blue curacao, which... It's the same thing as triple sec, basically, but blue. And, you know, shook those bad boys up, put them in martini glasses. They were blue and glowing, and I threw a dreidel in each one. Oh, By I the way, that. I do not suggest anyone doing that because it's a choking hazard, oh. especially the more Hanukkah teenies that you drink. That is a very I, you know, valid point. I, 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 would, not, I would probably drink the dreidel. I know, you know what? It's just so beautiful. You want to know it's not beautiful? What is not when beautiful? all of your girlfriends have blue mouths. Oh, and, no. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's like... It was, it was a fail. And then if you spill, I, I mean, my counter. Oh fun. my gosh! And my counter was this at the time, this weird formica, and my counter had turned like blue in spots because you know it was just my attempt to try to find a Hanukkah cocktail. It was not good. So well, I wanted to get your back on this, Jen. Yeah. So I did some research. Oh great! I did some research too, Mark. Well, I can't wait to hear what you found. Well, I found some other stuff, but I just want to start with this because. From the beginning of the research, what you did seems to be the generic thing. Make it blue. Make it blue. I <laughs> and know. And now it's a Hanukkah drink. Exactly. And, and I was, like, I was so frustrated. I'm like, you know what? There are a million Christmas cocktails out there. And I was like, I need something. Something. And apparently, there are other people who have attempted Hanukkah drinks as well. And, and you found some in your research. I found some interesting, interesting ones in mine as well. Let me hear what you, you want. You want to tell me what you found? Well, I found, let's see, what did I find? Uh, oh, I thought this one was fun. The Chocolate Gelt Cocktail, which is chocolate vodka and Goldschlager. Uh, that comes from, I found, uh, Faith Kramer, I believe, created that. I don't know. Seems but like Goldschlager shouldn't be in a Hanukkah cocktail. But it's, it's like <laughs> it just seems sparkling, weird. Oh, goldy. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm with you. It just feels weird. I, I'm not denying that fact. <laughs> it showed saying. up on the search. I know. Um, I got, I, I have a feeling you and I found the same exact one. Uh-oh. I, I, it was one of yours, the Sukhaniyot cocktail. No. Did you have any <laughs> And if I had that one? That, I probably would not have included it because oh I have God. no idea how to pronounce okay, it. Okay, <laughs> so so this this article I found was the eight days of Hanukkah cocktails. Oh, okay. Okay, because my first one was called the Hanukkah cocktail. It was the exact same one you just oh, came up with. That I which so I thought maybe we found I was like, oh my gosh, there's only one article on Hanukkah cocktails. Or maybe I oh. just got to number one and oh stopped my gosh. and you kept going. Um, I don't know. But the second one was the Sukhaniyot cocktail. Oh. And a Sukhaniyot is a jelly donut. So oh. it's a jelly donut cocktail. Okay. It's like a Basically, yeah. Jelly donut. I somehow missed that. <laughs> I know, but um, do you have any others, or do you want me to keep going? Keep going, because um, I've got one other thing I want to mention or talk about, which you may have some insight into. I know a little about, but we're going to wait to get there. Okay, because the other ones, I have some doozies in here. Doozy me up. Okay, so I have the Hanukkah gift cocktail, because on the third day of Hanukkah, you need to gift yourself the gift of a few cocktails. Oh, that's I what like it that. says. Okay. Okay. Um, then they're just randomly on day four. They just say blood and bourbon, a blood, a bourbon and blood orange martini. It's like they ran out of ideas. <laughs> it's okay. day four. Let's face it. You're halfway no, through Hanukkah. Okay. You're getting okay. a little. <laughs> but then day five, the flaming Jew. I saw that one. <laughs> I kind of didn't want to include okay, that because I felt like, I was like an ass saying it. Okay. If this drink tastes anything like it, this is what it says. Okay. This is the description. Can I just read it to yes, you? Yes, please. If this drink tastes anything like it sounds, it'll get you feeling... Some type of way, probably even before your grandparents and three sets of cousins stop by for your parents' infamous brisket. I have no <laughs> idea what to do with that. I just was, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, it, let me tell you what's in it because it also sounds like the worst cocktail I've ever had. Okay. Bacardi 151, Aftershock, Goldschlager, Tabasco, and dill pickle juice. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, no. I think I'm going to hard pass on that one, Jen. Um... And then it goes on, and there's a chocolate egg cream shot, a holiday at the Hive. It's like a honey one. And then okay. it ends with Manischewitz. That's what I wanted to ask you okay. about. Because I saw that on there. I yeah. know very little about it other than it's a sweet, syrupy oh, wine. It is, it, is, it is a kosher wine. Okay. Yeah. And it is tastes like grape juice, basically. Okay. Very low in alcohol. Very sugary. And that is, that is, that is what I came up with. When I researched my, it was, you know, it's, I find, I'm finally seeing it as my personal mission now to create some Hanukkah cocktails. I think you need to, because what we found. Yeah, what we found was, was it was, it was just not impressive. And, and making it blue I need, to, I need to come up with something better than the Flaming Jew. Yes, please, <laughs> just please. It was just so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. Well, the bottom line, I think, is, is, well, don't just make it blue and call it Hanukkah. That's a pass. No. Everything else. Take, a, take one of the traditional drinks or take a drink, throw something, pepperminty, gingery, cinnamony, um, pumpkin-y, and call it a holiday cocktail and have fun with it and throw a party. Exactly. Have fun with it. Be festive and, you know, drink responsibly, as always. Always. And enjoy the holidays. Yes. Happy holidays, Happy everybody. holidays, everybody. And for a summary of all this fantastic information, yes. you can go to theunsophisticatedpalette.com. You can also contact us there. If you have any great cocktail ideas, please send them to us because we would love to see. Yes. Um, and of course, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear that too. Yes. And after you've had a couple of these cocktails and are feeling really good, 
and you're happy and warm and fuzzy inside, that's when you want to make sure you're subscribing and make sure you're rating us uh, with good stars and, and good things and good vibes. Um, but don't drink the flaming Jew first. <laughs> Do not. No. <laughs> you might not please be happy. Please don't. No, please don't. We, we are, you we can are, have some Manish episodes. Yes, so we're thumbs downing that, so you right. thumbs up us. Exactly. Oh, oh I, like I that. love it. I just love it. Okay, oh my gosh. Anyways. Until then, drink, drink until next time, drink responsibly. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.